Welcome to Doctrine and Devotion, a podcast exploring Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective. My name is Joe Thorne. I'm the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois. And I'm Jimmy Fowler, executive pastor at Redeemer Fellowship. So did you have a good Christmas? I had a great Christmas. Good family time? Great family time. Best part, worst part. Go. <clears throat> oh, man. Yeah, catch you. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I'm going to go worst part. Okay. Worst part was uh, over at family last night, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, then my brother wanted to have my kids for the night. Wow, so that's I good. So once I said I didn't get them for the rest of the night on oh, Christmas. Oh, that, oh, wow. You just you missed know? your kids on I, Christmas. I missed them. Yeah, okay. Uh, and then best part, uh, my brother took my kids <laughs> for the night. And so Michelle and I hung out, had silence. Uh, uh, had silence? Yeah, it was great. Was just, just, silence? The, the, the different S word was I was expecting. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, silence. Anywho. Okay. Had silence. And then uh, watched a couple episodes and then uh, decided uh, to turn off all the lights and play laser tag throughout the house. With your wife? Yeah. Look at you. I won twice. Yeah. Well, you know. Yeah, I know. She's from Canada. I know, <laughs> I know, I know. I know. win any kind so, of yeah, war. One of the kids got, uh, right. or the boys got some nice laser tag gear and all that, like legit. Yeah, it nice. Like, boom. It wasn't from us, someone else. And so, yeah, we. Uh, well, what, what is that qualification for? It wasn't from us, everybody. Well, I know. You know, you know I didn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> so what? It's a good thing. Why Who knows? Because I said it was like a legit thing. Yeah. I didn't want people to think I was boasting. Oh, I see what you're getting. You don't want anybody to think you're yeah. boasting. Yeah. See? yeah. see? All right. So then we played laser tag. You know, if, why, 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 what do you mean you don't want people to think you're, but you, you park your car. Like, why you, are you doing this? You, you take why your, your you new car, this? you'll park it like on the yellow line. Mm-hmm. You'll park it way out of the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in why, my parking spot. Was it? In my parking spot. No, like when we're out for lunch. Yeah. yeah that's my parking spot. Okay. So, uh, you, 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 but, but you don't park it in the garage at home. That's what's funny. Yeah, because your car I, sits outside. Because yeah, I smoke in there all day. Because I smoke in there <laughs> all I smoke night. In that all weather. Yeah, yeah. It's, got <laughs> a, it's, really... got, it's got a coating on it. Yeah. Okay. Is that that? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I'll, I'll tell why you. are you hating? I, don't know. I just think it's funny. I, I think we just need to focus on the fact that I won at Laser Tech twice. Yeah, but I'm not impressed. What? So okay. So you 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 beat your Canadian wife. I went zero dark thirty. Okay. I don't know what that is, but okay. I will tell you this. The worst part of my Christmas was um, a pie that Jen made. Mm. Oh, wait, say it again? A pie. But that that's the Jen best, made. best? The worst. Worst. I'll tell you right now. That was the worst pie I have ever eaten in my life. There has, I have never tasted a more repulsive dessert in 48 years of living. It was so bad. All right, hold on. I couldn't stop laughing and trying to get the kids to eat it. Because it tasted like cold scrambled egg pie. That's what it tasted like. Okay, hold on, hold on. So it had to be, was like a sweet potato pie? Nope. Butternut squash pie? Nope. Actual egg pie? Nope. <laughs> no, man, it was like a- Like a quiche? No, she, she said it was a custard. Furtata, custard? Yeah, I said, yeah, emphasis on the turd. <laughs> actually said it. <laughs> now, listen, I can only say that because all the other pies were amazing. Mm-hmm. And her she's an amazing cook. She makes homemade bread from scratch. She makes everything from scratch. Well, she made cinnamon rolls like you make cinnamon rolls. She makes the cinnamon rolls from scratch. She makes the icing from scratch. Everything's awesome. This pie was the worst pie I've ever had in my life. It mm. was horrible. Mm. And we grilled, we just roasted her for like all of the kids and I just roasted Why her. Why like would you do that to her? Because she's so perfect in all other culinary oh disciplines. Goodness. She finally oh messes up and we got her. Oh my goodness. Oh, that pie was the worst. Oh, so otherwise, did she, did she not? Did she make you submit with an arm triangle? 
I'm just hoping like she took it out on you. No, no, there were too many people around. She doesn't want to show off. <laughs> she doesn't want to show yeah, off with no, you. No, <laughs> no. No, Christmas was good, and uh, honestly, it was a real sweet time. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, family and my uh, my niece came over, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. that was nice. We were and uh, yeah, so it was it was a good time. Kids seemed to have a nice time, and yeah, after I yelled at them a little bit in the morning, why'd yeah. you yell at them? Yeah, no. No, I don't know. That's why I'm asking. I don't really remember why. I think it was. Uh, I think it was. I think. I think I was. I was trying to get one of the kids to bring in the garbage cans, and they went out there, and it was. They were trying to move the garbage can. They were doing it the wrong way, so they couldn't get it to move right. It was cold. They're like like really from the cool. front rather than like on the wheels. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I, I'm vi- yeah. Okay. So Bonger. Like, Bonger it, it, was struggling. It's like it's really hard. I'm like, just do it. You're, you're, close the lid. You're grabbing it from the wrong side. He's like, I'm trying. It's cold. And then I'm like, now flip it, close it. He got, and, and then he's, he grabs it. He's like, it's too cold for my hands. And I'm like, just do it. <laughs> he, he finally just stops and puts his head down. I'm Aww. like, oh, I'm sorry, buddy. Just come on in. <laughs> Never mind. No, yeah, forget it. So <laughs> I said, I'm sorry. If I'll get it. I got it. Okay. How are your kids in the morning? Uh, let's I, see. Like, like, how are they? Because, you know, well, you're you're probably, you're past that. Never mind. You're, you got older kids. Like, yeah, but they're all different. Like, so, um, when I wake up, I'm boom. I'm ready to go, like immediately. Jen's quiet and not in a great mood when she wakes up. Oh, Madeline, not in the greatest mood when she wakes up. Uh, Eli, super slumbery, mm-hmm, just like mm-hmm. not. Catherine's fine when she wakes up, and Killian. No, I'm, I'm 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 more talking about like you know how on Christmas. I hear oh. about these parents where their kids are waking them up at like six or seven. No, we've never allowed that. Oh, same, yeah. same. Our kids know like. Don't don't even no. You stay in your room until nine. Yeah, what, you you tell them the time, or you tell I will tell you when you can come down. I can remember as a little kid, I would have to be, I have to stay in my room, and I'd be like, "Can I come out yet?" My dad be like, "No." <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, no. We uh we just tell our kids, nope, can't do anything. Don't don't bother us. Leave us alone. If you bother us, it adds ten minutes. That's good. I like it's a good policy. It's a good policy. It adds ten minutes. It's also how the world works. So Uh, yeah, teach them. Yeah. Yeah. So like you know, like hey, okay, nine o'clock we come down, and we hey, it's actually faster if you start the kettle before we come down, so that we can make coffee and tea. So as long if you start the kettle, it actually helps move things along. Okay, so they can get out of their rooms. They can get out of their rooms. I don't care if they see everything; they can't touch it. Yeah. But typically they'll get up. They'll you know. Put the kettle on. We're not doing the presents. We're not doing the presents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You know, go ahead and watch some TV. This makes play, even more play sense your, now. Yeah, yeah, play your Switch. Uh, then we'll come down and we'll do stockings. Right. Just stockings. Yep, same. And then then I make breakfast. Mm-hmm. We have breakfast. It relaxes. Then we open presents. Yeah, yeah. Good plan. Got to have a plan. And let the kids, hey, kids don't rule. You know what? Kids don't rule the kingdom. Mm-mm. The king does. The king does. That's right. Wow. <laughs> By the way, I just want to thank you. For the cigars that you brought today for this yep. recording session, I know that uh, you are sharing Cubans with me mm-hmm. or a Cuban with me. Yep, yep. And uh, it's actually because people think, oh, Cubans, some Cubans are not that great. No. And some Cubans are amazing. Yep. Very this is very nice. good. This very, is very, very good. nice. I, thank you for it. sharing with me. And thank you for uh, wearing your pajamas today. You Dude. are full on PJ'd out. PJ, let me be. Look at you. No, stop it. Why are you doing this? You got your slippers on. I got my slippers on. Yeah. I told you. Yeah, you were running late. But well, you didn't. You, you okay? So you weren't I, late. So I know because it's getting, getting already. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, oh. alarm went off at seven thirty. I hit snooze, and then ignored it until like eight forty. <laughs> well, listen. Uh, 
we need to get into uh, our discussion of the Baptist Catechism Let's because do we're it. actually going to cover three questions. Here we They're go. All buckle tied up, up buckle together. Up. Yeah. All right. So we're going to start. Uh, we're going to be doing questions 19, 20, and 21. I'm going to go ahead and read question 19. Did all mankind fall in Adam's first transgression? The covenant being made with Adam, not only for himself, but for his posterity, all mankind descending from him by ordinary generation sinned in him and fell with him in his first transgression. So we've talked about this already, yeah. right? We and we and we've we've talked about this when we did the confession. We've talked about this already in the the catechism. The point being that you know Adam's sin and transgression doesn't didn't just impact him and his yeah. life. Yep. It actually uh, impacted all of humanity, and it really this is what we're talking about essentially is the covenant of works, right? Yeah, I mean you see the covenant of works in in Genesis two where Adam is. Um, uh, represents you and I, right? Uh, Adam represents mankind, humankind, humankind, all, humankind, yeah. all of us, mm -hmm. men and women, men and women, and uh, and so as Adam goes, we go, and so this uh, mediator of ours is is given this task to tend to the garden, to uh, extend the kingdom, mm -hmm. right, and to keep God's law, right? Um, and he did a bang up job, <laughs> <laughs> and so if. If he had kept this covenant of works, right, uh, he would live and we would live mm. uh, for all eternity. Uh, but Adam sinned and all of us have sinned in Adam. Now, this, <clears throat> um, you know, that covenant of works being broken uh, left mankind in a particular state. Right. Oh. So the Baptist Catechism question 20 says, into what estate did the fall bring mankind? The answer is the fall brought mankind into an estate of sin and misery. And I'd like that he does. We don't just say sin. Yeah. yeah. Sin and misery. And misery. Because and misery loves company. <laughs> that's right. It's why we don't invite anybody over. No, no. Because I don't want misery. I, I just don't want company. Yeah. Because misery loves company. <laughs> so. um, So, yeah, I mean, really, this sin. I don't know. There's just a sense in which I think we, we maybe we want to try to downplay it because it is grievous and scary or whatever, or maybe we're just numb to it, but sin brings misery with it. Like it, it is, it, it is a fall. It brought us into ruin. I mm -hmm. like that. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, you ruined Christmas with this pie that tastes like cold <laughs> eggs. Like, you know, so like there, you can ruin something, mm -hmm. which no, she did not. It was awesome. Um, or uh, you are, you fall into ruin. And that's that's what sin has done. So what happened in the garden impacted all of humanity. And Bedham has some nice, you know, summary, some questions and some verses that, that, what, that he, and we always go to Benjamin Bedham. If you don't know Benjamin Bedham, it's the it, it's the it's the man who wrote a, an exposition of the um, of the catechism that we're going through. We link to it in the show notes every week. So uh, one of the questions is all mankind in a state of sin? Yes. Romans 3, 9, for both Jews and Gentiles are all under sin. So no one can escape this. Right. Right. It's for everybody, whether. Uh, you, everybody. Everybody. Right. Gentile and Jew. All of us. Were they brought into it, uh, this estate by the fall? Yes. Romans 5, 12, in whom all have sinned. We're going to be going back to that. Verse, yeah, that's that a very important. Super yeah. important. Hath sin corrupted the whole man? Yes. Isaiah 1, 5, the whole head is sick and the whole heart faint. Mm. 
Doth an inclination to sin appear very early? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yep. all of you that have kids, yes. Uh, Psalm 58.3, the wicked are estranged from the womb. They go astray as soon as they are born. I can't remember a time when I wasn't getting in trouble. Yeah. I can't remember a time. I mean, I, I was, no. no I, 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 that's probably everybody's, right? Like, I, I never really thought about that. Can you remember a time when you weren't getting in trouble? Like, no. Like, I, as far back as I can remember... Like when I wasn't at the house. Yeah. I was still doing the wrong thing. Yeah, just, I just wasn't in trouble. in trouble. I just wasn't getting in trouble for it. <laughs> uh, and doth it continue even after grace is implanted? Mm. Yes. First John 1 John 1.8. For if we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. So just a reminder, pick up that copy of uh, Benjamin Bedham's uh, exposition, or you can read it online for free. we got links in the show notes. Mm -hmm. All right, so this brings us to question 21. And the reason we wanted to read these three together is because it's leading us to talk about the doctrine of original sin. Yeah. The question 21 is, wherein consists the sinfulness of that estate whereinto man fell? The sinfulness of that estate whereinto man fell consists in the guilt of Adam's first sin, the want of original righteousness, and the corruption of his whole nature, which is commonly called original sin, together with all actual transgressions which proceed from it. It's a very good statement. It's mm-hmm. a very thorough statement. And we're going to keep it, you know, um, we're going to try to simplify this while covering all of the bases. Now, when we're talking about original sin, uh, all Christians talk about original sin in one way or another, but defining it is really important. And Michael Horton had a good definition of this. Oh, yeah. Uh, in, in, in the Christian faith, he wrote, original sin is a term that the Western church has employed to refer to our collective human guilt and corruption. Boom. And so I love that there's two elements here, mm-hmm. you know, this uh, guilt and corruption. Uh, Burkhoff would would talk about it in terms of original guilt and mm-hmm. original pollution. Right. The, and this is, I think people, especially if you haven't read a lot of theology, um, and you haven't done a, a deeper dive into some of this, we tend to think about oh, original sin. We just go Adam sinned in the garden. That's the original yeah. sin. And yeah, it's yeah. like, well, okay. That, but, but original sin is a doctrine. It doesn't just mean that Adam did was the first human to blow it or Adam and Eve or Eve, if you want to be very specific. But, um, but these two ideas that original sin as something that uh, is true of humanity involves these two ideas. And so, just like when you're talking about justification, what is justification? Well, it's really two things. It's the forgiveness of sins and the imputation of Christ's righteousness. Mm. Original sin is um, this guilt that we have for what Adam did and the inheritance of a sinful nature. So let's talk about these two ideas. You said Burkhoff talked about original guilt. What does that essentially mean? Uh, that we're all guilty for that first sin. Not fair. What? I didn't do it. <laughs> I didn't do it. Oh, you didn't do it? Adam did. Why are you getting... I mean, here's like, the thing. Well, here's I, the thing. You have to apologize, okay? For what? For all, all the time, you have to apologize because you stay say things on, on air. Okay, hold on. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay, so maybe just a couple of times. But the point is, like, you did that thing. I didn't do that thing. I'm not apologizing for what you no, did. No, 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 no. But this is our podcast. Yeah, I know. As I go, you yeah. go. Yeah, but I'm still not... As I I'm, go. But I'm still not guilty for it. what you did. Yeah, you are. Mm-mm. Oh, yes, you are. Mm-mm. You know how? How? Because uh, you're my representative head? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> As, as the podcast husband. You're the third and worst Adam. 
I'm the, I'm the frumpy Adam. <laughs> but you're no, you're yeah, the madam. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, well, like you said, I mean, it's, it, it seems unfair to many, but yeah. we want to consider uh, that we are sinful and guilty from the moment of our conception, right? Yeah, Psalm 51.5, right. behold, I was brought forth in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. So no one needs to be taught to sin. I mean, all of you parents understand that. Yeah, I mean, it's... You didn't, I mean, in People some ways think, you teach them, but some ways they, they learn they, they new sins know, on their own. We know it. We know how to do the wrong thing. And that speaks to this issue of original sin in at least one of its parts, right? You're like, well, how is it fair that I'm guilty for what Adam did? Well, you should recognize that you're, you're living out this principle that you inherited from Adam early on. And really the big passage that you need to go to to understand original sin and original guilt in particular is Romans 5. Romans 5, 12 to 18 in particular, because here we read that just as sin came into the world through one man, talking about Adam, mm -hmm. and death through sin, and so death spread to all men because all sinned, it's it's pretty clear that even just in verse 12, one man's transgression yep. brought sin and the consequences of sin to all people. But what's really interesting here is that it doesn't just say, hey, Adam sinned and you're going to get blamed for what he did. That's that's not really it's it's more. It, Jimmy's talked about this quite a bit. Adam represented us federally. Mm -hmm. He he was given the task and the responsibility of acting on behalf of all humanity. So as he goes, we go. What he does, we get the credit for mm -hmm. or we get the blame for. Yep. But then there's this statement here that makes it really, really interesting and, and kind of mysterious. Death spread to all men. Why? Because all sinned. In some way, all of us sinned in the garden. It's not just that Adam did. We all did. Now, theologians wrestle with how do we properly explain that um was it merely by us being in his loins which some of the older <laughs> theologians would say um or is it that yes we were we were there in him representatively but there's some sense in which we acted we did this thing we mm -hmm. we are just we are guilty just as much as if we yeah, just as were adam yeah so to, to try to work around this idea that Everybody is guilty for what happened. Like, forget what you do in this life for now. If you just can just imagine, you know, like you you had you done nothing wrong, which is an impossibility. Yeah, yeah. You're still guilty for what you did. Mm -hmm. It's not just what Adam did, it's what you did in the garden. And then mm -hmm. down in verse 18, right? It, it says, uh, as one trespass led to condemnation for all men, so one act of righteousness leads to justification of life for all men. And this is the the, the contrast between the first Adam, who represents all of humanity and brought us into ruin and then the second adam jesus who represents all who believe mm -hmm. in him out of that condemnation and into life so that's the basic idea of original guilt yeah and so this is like this is where uh maybe a side note and and maybe i'm being unfair here um but i think this is where i i struggle with i'm gonna just say traditionalists right <laughs> uh it, like the mental, the Armenian mentality. It's not even Armenian because, like, they they don't the, 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 semi-Pelagian. The traditionalist statement is was so messed. Okay, so if if people don't know what the traditionalists yeah, are, yeah, go ahead, sorry, go ahead. Traditionalists, first of all, good name by the way, mm -hmm. right? Um, we hijacked but, ours, but continue. Yeah, good good name, not accurate for for those who employ it and uh, bad theology. But um, it was a it was a group of, of Southern Baptists. Um, who back in 2012 released a, a doctrinal statement 
and uh, on what they would call traditionalist theology and it focused on salvation and it really is they, they were they were attempting to do something which is valuable which is we're, we need we want to have a theological discussion debate you know we're going to plant our mm -hmm, flag mm -hmm. in the sand and we're going to we're going to let you guys know where we disagree with some of the other people. So it was explicitly anti-Calvinist. Yeah, the, yeah. the whole framework of it was pretty much anti-Calvinist. But yeah, they said some things in there that weren't just non-Calvinist. You can be non-Calvinist and totally orthodox and awesome. Absolutely. And love you. Yep. Uh, yep. But then you can say some stuff that's pretty unorthodox. And they, they did. Mm. So go ahead. Continue. Jim. So like... For a lot of people, they focus on verse 18, right? One trespass led to condemnation for all men. So one act of righteousness leads to justification and life for all men. They embrace that. People embrace that. Like, in Christ, I have this salvation, right? Right. But that only makes sense and is sweeter because of verse 12. Mm -hmm. That as, as sin came into the world through one man and death through sin, and so death spread to all men because all sinned, mm -hmm. right? So that the, the uh, imputation that we have in verse 18 of our justification is made all the more sweeter because of the condemnation that we received uh, in verse 12 mm -hmm. uh, and as sitting there. So I think it's inconsistent when I, when I hear people and they struggle with, well, no, how could all be guilty? But then wait a second, you're fine with all being justified. Yeah. In, so, uh, in, you in, like in imputation Christ. in one context, but you don't but like in the imputation. Other kind of doesn't, mm -hmm. Yeah. You're like, no, 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 that's not fair. But all of a sudden this is fair. Yeah. Either it's not fair or it is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that, I mean, that's how it works. In fact, um, the, 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 in article two of the statement that those traditionalists uh, released, they, they said this. We affirm that because of the fall of Adam, every person inherits a nature and environment inclined towards sin and that every person who is capable of moral action will sin. No real problem there. That's all pretty good. Mm. Each person's sin alone brings the wrath of a holy God, broken fellowship with him, ever worsening selfishness and destructiveness, death and condemnation to an eternity in hell. But here's what they deny. We deny Adam's sin resulted in the incapacitation of any person's free will or rendered any person guilty before he personally sinned. While no sinner is remotely capable of achieving salvation through his own effort, we deny that any sinner is saved apart from a free response to the Holy Spirit's drawing through the gospel. But the main thing here being the fact that they have either so poorly worded this mm. that they unintentionally communicated a, a horrible, unorthodox understanding of original sin, or they simply deny it. But it does appear that in this statement, I don't even know if they have this thing online anymore. It's a train wreck of a statement. But they said that, uh, yeah, that... <laughs> that we deny that Adam's sin resulted in any person being guilty before mm. they did something in mm -hmm. this life. So that's, I mean, you know, a little, we'll, we'll, we'll just keep going. So we, we talked about original guilt. Yeah. And then what about original pollution, right? Original pollution is, um, it, it's the, it's, it's probably what people are more familiar with, right? Yeah. You inherit a sinful nature, you know, Adam, naughty by nature. No, mm -hmm, Not very biblical. You. Naughty by nature sounds like a Christian hip hop band. <laughs> we naughty by nature. Is it? Is it what? a Christian hip hop band? Not even nature. Is that a Christian band? What? <laughs> Crisscross. Oh, so um, yeah, it's the, our pollution is the inheritance of a sinful nature, right? It's this principle of sin that is passed down to all people that has reoriented us away from righteousness and towards sin. So because our first parents sinned, uh, you know what it's like. 
It's like what is it, it like? It's Joe? a little, it's a little bit like the fact that Jen has bright blue eyes and I have brighter blue eyes. No, I just have blue eyes. So we both have blue eyes, <laughs> uh-huh. which means all of our kids are gonna have blue eyes, and um, it, and they do because it's that dominant gene, recessive gene thing, mm-hmm. which just kind of goes on. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is no getting around the the sinful nature. If you are a human being, you are born with one because you inherit one. So the pollution is uh, the principle of sin that has reoriented us away from righteousness. Yeah. We've lost that righteousness, and now we're oriented towards sin. And we see this like in scripture all over the place, sometimes in dramatic fashion. Yeah, I mean, Genesis 6, 5, uh, the Lord saw the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every intention of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. There you see that, that, that pollution just running rampant. Yeah. This is why back, you know, like after, after the flood mm-hmm. and, uh, and humanity was just restarting with Noah's family, right? Satan's sort of slogan was based on this. The wickedness of man was great on the earth. And Satan used to say, let's make the world great again. What? Great in, I, I, great I'm, in wickedness. Oh, goodness. I'm, I'm sitting here. I'm like, it where is he It took me so going? long it, to set it up and the payoff was I, such a dud. It was not. It was not there. <laughs> I'm sorry, bro. Isaiah 64, verse 6. We have all become like one who is unclean, right? We have all become like one who is unclean. And all our righteous deeds are like a polluted garment, right? So uh, Jeremiah 17, 9. Everybody knows this one. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. Who can understand it? Okay, so we all have a sinful nature. It's a part of who we are. It's not anything that we can undo. And really, when we start to talk about the sinful nature that we've inherited and original sin, it leads us to talk about this idea that we are spiritually incapacitated. What? Which is, you know. Total depravity? Yeah, that's what total depravity is. Oh, let's get that tulip out. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Capital T. Capital T. Uh, But, you know, times with P. And that stands for pool. <laughs> so you, don't, you don't know that reference? No. Okay, everybody. Let Jimmy know what, with a capital, got trouble. Right here in River City? With a capital T, and that rhymes with P. And that stands for pool. Uh, let Jimmy know what that's a reference to. Go ahead, Jimmy. Original <laughs> sin. So, yes, total depravity. Uh, I mean, we see this in Titus 1, 15 and 16. Uh, to the defiled and unbelieving, nothing is pure, but both their minds and their consciences mm-hmm. are defiled. Every part. Every, Every aspect part. of it. Ecclesiastes 9.3, also the hearts of the children of man are full of evil. Not, not, not half full. Mm. Full. Full of evil. Mm-hmm. There's madness in their hearts while they live, and after that they go to the dead. Romans 3, 10 to 18. Oh, that's the big one. That's what, None is righteous, no, not one. No one understands. No one seeks for God. All have turned aside. Together they have become worthless. No one does good, not even one. Their throat is an open grave. They use their tongues to deceive. The venom of asp is under their lips. Their mouth is full of curses and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood. In their paths are ruin and misery. And the way of peace they have not known. There is no fear of God before their eyes. Mm. Okay, so when we're talking about original sin, that's really what we're getting at here again, original sin. Remember, there's two parts to it, right? There's original guilt. Yeah. We are guilty for what happened in the garden because in some way we did that thing, mm-hmm. right? Adam that, was our that, representative head. That thing we did. Yeah, we did that. Just like when Christ is our representative head, um, his righteousness is imputed to us and it is as if we did that, that thing. That thing he did, we did. Yeah. Now, um, then there is the uh, original pollution. We inherit a sinful nature which has reoriented us towards sin and evil and away from righteousness. So why is this important? 
why does this matter for us? Well, it's the truth of who we are and what we are by nature, right? That's important. Yeah, self-awareness is good. Knowing, knowing where we come from then helps us know where we need to be and right. who we need to turn to mm-hmm. and who we need to grab onto uh, for salvation. Exactly. I, I think that that's probably more important than most people recognize. Like people, like who am I? What am I? It's a, it's a really basic human question that we wind yeah. up asking. And a part of who you are is that you're made in God's image. But another part of who you are is that you are a sinner. That image of God has been has been cracked, you know, broken. Mm-hmm. And like you said, Jimmy, if you know who you are, what your weaknesses are, you need know, you know what needs to change. And in our case, it's not just that we need to help. We need salvation. Yeah. And just as Bedham pointed out, even after we come to Christ and we're forgiven of our sins and we're imputed with the righteousness of Christ, we still need the grace of God to help us in our sanctification because the principle of sin is still with us. Yeah. So it's a good doctrine. It's an important doctrine. Don't try to just make it comport with how you feel about humanity or in your own life. Let scripture guide you and you'll avoid the mistake that uh, those traditionalist brothers and sisters <laughs> made when they wrote that thing back in 2012. Well, we'd love to hear your thoughts. You can follow us online on Instagram and Twitter at Doc and Diva or on Facebook slash Doctrine and Devotion. You can head to the website, DrDevotion.com. There you can contact us. You can sign up for the email blast or hit up the store, JoFoStore.com and grab some gear. Fresh pod every Monday and Thursday. Blog post on Wednesdays. And also, we got some video content over there, Joe. Yeah, we want to get back to it. Mm-hmm. We got to get some stuff together. Here we go. Later.